welcome to another edition of the Fox Sports Rugby Podcast. I'm Sam Worthington. I'm joined in the studio here by Christy Doran from foxsports.com.au. And on the road, on the blower, we've got uh, Sean Maloney. Where, where are you heading, Sean? You, you're driving uh, down to Canberra for the game? On the Hume Highway at the moment, fellas. So heading down for the Ginnabine Bush Picks Preso night tomorrow night. I'll be down there uh, with Hoylesy and Drew Mitchell, giving the, the guys down there a hand. And it's a little celebration as well and a fundraiser for one of the club greats, Steve Romper. So uh, he drew in a tough injury last year, so we're down there to give a hand. And then he'll be back to Canberra for Saturday night's fun and games against the Argentinians. Good stuff. What do the bush pigs do at a Prezo night? You're about to, f- to find out, obviously. But uh, the Guinea uh, bush pigs. I, I hope they. I hope it's straight uh, bush pig behaviour. I don't know what that exactly that is, but I hope it is. Hope it's that is exactly how it plays out. And a bit of bush tucker too. Hundred percent. Hope you come back in one piece. And, and then are you heading down to the game as well, the Test match? Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll come back. We'll go from Ginnabine back to Canberra on Saturday to uh, to catch all the action at the stadium. Hopefully you uh, run into the bod on the on the slopes again. Yeah, no bod. There'll be no bod this time <laughs> around. Good stuff. Well, let's uh, rip into the news hot off the press. The Wallabies team to play Argentina. Uh, Los Pumas on the weekend's just come out. Uh, not a whole heap of surprises. Uh, news sort of came out that uh, Marika Corobidi had been earmarked for a spot on the wing and... Jordan Ulisi, um, ahead of Stephen Moore on the bench, which was very interesting. We'll get to you in a sec, Christy. I can see you're excited. But, Shawnee, your reaction to that, that team announcement today? Yeah, good team, decent team. I wanted to throw uh, throw this in the mix. I'm still trying to work out why the changes in the second row. I caught up with uh, Rory and Adam Coleman on Monday, and they're both fit and firing, ready to go. Don't know why Rory pops out in uh, in a, what would be a home test. I agree. It's a little bit strange. The stats are extraordinary on, on how often he's changing that second row combination. And to me, the the Coleman Arnold one is the best one. So yeah, they're obviously a little bit wary about the the Pumas line out. Whenever he brings Simmons back in, that's the the reasoning. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with that, mate. Uh, maybe he's just too big, Rory Arnold. Do you think too big to lift? No, no. No, he just stand there and tap it back, all 208 centimetres of him. Uh, I'll tell you what, what else struck me, and, I, and I've not been in a room with those two uh, directly before. Those two are tight as. Yeah. Uh, Rory and uh, the Coltrane, Big Adam Coleman, they get on great guns, and I'd imagine they'd transfer over onto the field as well. So surprised by that decision. Yeah, I've talked to Adam Coleman about that as well, and um, yeah, he, he sort of described the locking pairing as just the same as a halves pairing. You need to have those combinations there, and Sean, you're obviously a former lock yourself. You'd know you need that, that trust and that uh, understanding with all the line-out calls and everything that goes on, the scrum as well. So it is pretty curious that he keeps chopping and changing like this. Don't know why. And the other one, um, and, I'm, and I'm hoping this is a test where he wins back your heart, Christy Dorrance. Uh, I'm interested to know why. So, well, here's my thing with Christy around Ned Hannigan, okay? All season long, all super season long, Christy Doran pumped Ned's tyres. And we were happy to go along with it because he was playing good footy. Pump, 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 pump. He's played six tests now and he hasn't had the impact that Christy wanted him to have. And now you lead the lynch mob Doran against Hannigan online. <laughs> your defence, Christy. Oh, the, de- the defence is pretty pretty clear that uh, you're right. I thought he had a, a pretty pretty solid Super Rugby season and, and deserved uh, certainly to start against the All Blacks and I think against South Africa too. 
Um, but he looks he looks tired now. I think he looks fatigued. And I think, look, he's certainly someone that's going to play for a long, long while to come. But uh, but I think he needs to, you know, first Super Rugby season, he's hardly missed a minute for the Waratahs. He's started every test for the Wallabies, and I think he needs to get be given a break. I think... Um, there's, you look at you look at the All Blacks. Uh, Liam Squire's only been there for for a couple of Test matches, given a run in Sydney, plays in Dunedin, and then he's rested the following match. And and Fafita gets given an opportunity. And what Fafita brought was was a game of impact. He uh, had a couple of thundering moments, scored a fantastic try, and he showed. I know they're very different plays, he and Fafita, but 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 what Fafita showed there was. He, he grabbed his opportunity with both hands and, and made a real statement. As yet, we haven't seen that from Ned Hannigan. Yeah, look, I'm sure that uh, Michael Cheeky would happily pick Fafita if he was available, but, he, but he's not, I guess. That's the reality. And that there's just no no one really there to, to put up their hand and state their, their claim for that jersey. I think I feel like Cheeky was really hoping that Tamani would be the guy that would um, that would put his hand up and, and grab a spot because he's just uh, a phenomenal athlete, uh, not... not too dissimilar from Fafita, not as fast, but just got an amazing physique. But he just hasn't been able to translate that into consistent performances. So, yeah, Czech is obviously still searching, isn't he? And um, and, and uh, we, we talk about a lack of consistency in the second row. Well, at least he's given some consistency to the back row. Well, yeah, actually, Michael Checker spoke about that in his press conference just a few moments ago. Firstly, about the locking pairing, because clearly it's a, it's an area, I think, well, maybe not necessarily of... Uh, of, of world, world-class strength just yet, but it's very promising, the likes of Adam Coleman and Rory Arnold. And he said that consistency is king. And at the moment, he doesn't think Rory Arnold is, is showing that consistency. He had a great match in Dunedin and followed that up by uh, his work. Michael Checker criticised his work rate and said that he needed more from that. In regards to the, the back row, he then, he then said that he was uh, happy with the balance of the back row and he, and he liked Ned Hannigan, the taller blind side and then the aggressiveness of, of Sean McMahon and the ability, the, the jack-of-all-trades of Michael Hooper and that punch that he that he offers. So, uh, yeah, you, you're, you're right to an extent um, to ask Shawnee why, why, why I had to why I criticise Ned Hannigan. It wasn't just him, but sometimes you, you, you highlight a, a one person in particular um, and, and based off Faye Fafito and his performance, that, that's why I thought it was an interesting comparison to make between the two sixes. Well, though, do you hope that uh, Nedley has a bandsaw this week just to ram it down Doran's throat? <laughs> Pin a photo of Christy up on the team wall and, and get stuck in. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty laid back character, Ned. So I don't know how much press he's he's reading, but. Um, he's got a great attitude. He needs to put a few more kilos on that frame. I think uh, is going to be key for him. He's a young man. Um, lots of endeavour there, but he, uh, I do agree with Christy. He's not having a huge impact in, in a lot of the things that he does around the the field. So he, he gets a lot. His work rate's very good. He yeah. gets through a lot of stuff. He, he makes tackles. He's often at the rucks. But as you say, he, he does look at short a couple of kilos, probably like myself. Um, <laughs> But uh, we, we also saw the, saw the Wallabies get pumped training-wise in the lead-up to the rugby championship, and, and you wonder whether or not these guys are, are pretty bloody fit. Maybe maybe it's just catching up to Ned a little bit. Anyway, what was, uh, what was your sort of feeling watching the game on the weekend, Shawnee? Uh, the, the draw, you always walk, walk away a little bit 
not not sure how to react, but fair to say that Wallabies fans would have been, you know, less happy with that than the box, do, do you think? Yeah, I watched the game with Drew and John Schmidt. We had the World Cup winning captain sitting with us watching that one right on halfway up on that uh, far side tier at NIB Stadium, and it was... I'll tell you what, fellas, great atmosphere over there. 18,000 jammed in, plenty of different coloured jerseys amongst the crowd, and yeah, they were, they were straight flat post-game because I'm a huge fan of getting a result in anything I do um, in life. And if I'm watching a team that I love, I want someone to come away a winner or a loser, and I would have loved to have seen uh, five minutes uh, each way, extra time, then golden point, then shoot out, and if it's still locked up, sack race. Yeah, you guys had this debate uh, on on kick and chase, uh, of course, the other night, and yeah, I've got to side with Halsey. Actually, I don't I don't mind the tradition of, of just having a draw um, in rugby. It doesn't happen very often. Um, it was uh, obviously a pretty unique situation with the Lions series, but I, I didn't mind it. You, you 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 fight and you scrap for eighty minutes, and that's the score. Simple as that, and and, and get on with it. I I understand it's a, a bit of a strange. Feeling, but but normally one team does walk away happier than the other, don't they? Like the, it's, it's not a completely neutral feeling. Like for instance, at the at the weekend, I think the box deep down would have been more happy with that than the Wallabies. Christy, your your Taking view? Taking those two points, yeah. Oh, I think the, uh, the Wallabies were, were pretty fortunate to come away with the draw. So um, certainly, the, the Springboks had an opportunity to steal the game with a, a field goal right at the end there to Yantes and fair play to Michael Hooper who, who charged out of the line and, and managed to to uh, prevent that. So the Wallabies still searching for that first elusive win in the rugby championship. How confident are you boys that they'll they'll get the business done at home against Argentina? Uh, they go into the game as favourites, but uh, the the Pumas um, they they can you know throw the unexpected at you can't can't they? So uh, what do you think, boys? It's going to be one degree down there on Saturday night. I don't know if the if the, uh, the drizzle and the uh, the dew will set out there. But if it does, that'll most certainly suit the Argentinians more so than it will us. We saw our scrum come under plenty of pressure late in that game on Saturday night. Obviously, that's a centrepiece of the Thomas game. So uh, I think conditions will play a part, and I think they will go very close this weekend, the Argentinians. Christy? Yeah, it's an interesting one because uh, the, the Argentina pushed the All Blacks for 60 minutes, and we they often do. Uh, it's just that final quarter of the match where they've struggled in the past against the All Blacks. How they pull up after being pretty battered and bruised and a, a really tough game uh, will be interesting to see. Clearly, they're going to attack the Wallabies' breakdown, and, and uh, that was an area that the Wallabies struggled so much last week was the clean-out. And you, you look at someone like an Augustine Creevy who just picks apart an opposition through the middle and so confrontational that... Uh, They'll be trying to exploit that, and they've picked a couple of open side um, flankers in the back row. So, oh, look, it'd be you hope for the Wallabies' sake that they can just scrape across a win, no matter how how it comes. Argentina themselves have only, I think, had the one win against Georgia this year, and they lost against an England B team. So, a side also equally under the pump and desperate to win. Yeah, desperately needed, isn't it? And and like you say. Uh, Checker spoke today about um, looking at the Argentina team sheet with two open side flankers and, and they're well aware that that's where they're going to um, attack the Wallabies. They had a, a fair bit of success disrupting the, the All Blacks ball and um, Australia, very frustrating to watch, isn't it? They, they do a couple of good things, make a break or a half break and then just can't um, 
cleanly retain their own ball. They, they, they get confused as to how many numbers are supposed to go into the breakdown or they're not accurate enough with their clean out and, and uh, the box are able to, to either mess it up or just win the ball completely. So that's clearly, I think, the, the main area to, to work on against the Pumas, isn't it? Yeah, Shawnee, what, what, what were the boys, uh, John Smith and obviously a great competitor himself and, and Drew talking about last week? Cause it would have been pretty obvious from your vantage point that that's where they struggled. Firstly, what, what are the snacks that you guys had, or what does John Smith eat during a game? What were the snacks that uh, John Schmidt, Drew and I shared? Yep. Uh, look, we had some Pringles, got through a whole ton of Pringles there, that was that nice. was kind of good. Uh, flavour? Which flavour Pringle? Uh, we just went to standard flavour, not the sour, not the uh, sour okay. cream and chive variety, just the blue ones. Okay. So that was good. Uh, he, mate, he, he read the game, the two of them obviously read the game particularly well, but it was um, it was very what's the word I'm looking for uh, cutting at the end. He said so when they made those changes, the Wellby scrum and, and also the Springboks. So it was late. I think it might have been the match equaling penalty that came off the other side. He said, "Watch what um, Steve Kitchock does here. You know the big red-headed prop mm. from South Africa. Watch this. He's gonna he's gonna annihilate them here." And he, he uh, called it. He caught, mate. He called. He, he knew which way the the shift was going to go in the scrum. Could identify it. So. He was um, he was he was calling it Drew. He was uh, he was happy with the way that uh, that Curly went about doing his stuff on the field as well. The way he's starting to control the tempo and the flow of the game as well, which we've we've spoken about in previous weeks as well. So that was a couple of takeaways from uh, those two. Yeah, right. All very interesting. Well, look, uh, I think we've covered the test. Okay, should we should we have a look at the Twiggy Forest developments, the the competition there? What do you reckon, guys? And yeah, let's, and let's, then, let's do that. And then let's start giving some names to some of the potential teams. <laughs> let's do that. All right, what about the Pringles? The Port, Port Moresby Pringles? <laughs> I, don't know that, I don't know that Papua New Guinea is going to be good with a shot. Let's go with some teams we may beat. Uh, Christy, you get first swing. Uh, name the Sri Lankan side. Oh, the, Sri Lankan, uh, the Sri Lankan Slingers. No, Strippers. So you can't do that. What Can't about have that, mate. What about Can't the, have the slingers. What about the Colombo Cracker Jacks? There we we're getting closer. That could work. The that could work. It will be Colombo, will we? Not the candy confectionery. That's no, probably not gonna work. I can't <laughs> see that, that playing out. But um yeah, no, it's, it's exciting times. Um I don't I just you know, if it gets up and well, obviously it looks like it is gonna get up and running. Uh it's gonna it's gonna totally Put rugby on its head in Australia with the NRC, and then how that filters down the Shoot Shield Brisbane Club from the John Den Cup. All those things will will shift as a result of that tournament if it um, if and when it gets up and running. Yeah, it really is huge news, isn't it? And it's uh, seemingly a very positive development that uh, a bloke with billions of dollars who was, you know, just a week or two ago at Lo- well, a week ago even less than at loggerheads with the AU. Now he's seemingly on board and, and wants to, to, to genuinely help Australian rugby. So um, as a lot of people have commented, the, the AU obviously need to, to get him completely on side as much as they can and, and, and work really positively to, to, to pulling in the right direction here because if financially this is, could be a real game changer for the AU. If, if Twiggy you know, can, can subsidise all these contracts and, and um, stump up the costs uh, for a competition, that's really going to free up huge money, isn't it, for, for the AU to, to invest in other areas, the grassroots and, and the junior development, Christy? Yeah, well, that's right. I think 
Well, the biggest thing here is that this can't just be a short short term fix. Um, we need we, we need uh, we need Twiggy to be a bit like a, a Frank Laurie, I think, who, who really invests his time and energy, and then hopefully once this tournament gets off the ground, then it, then it starts paying for itself. But um, uh, look, the, the, I think from our understanding, the AOU's kind of sold this idea of, of working, collaborating with, with Twiggy about, you know, these winning Wallabies in 2019 with the World Cup. Um, Andrew Forrest is, is uh, very optimistic, perhaps, but uh, hoping that the Wallabies, like all Australians, that they can win the World Cup seems an ambitious thing at the moment, but, but, I, but I think that's what they're really targeting. Um, is, is this new comp going to help a winning Wallabies team, though, Sean? Like, uh, or is it just going to muddy the waters? Like, and also, do you think, I know I spoke with the, um, to Horsey yesterday, like, can the NRC and, and Twiggy's new comp coincide, or do you think they're going to have to choose one or the other? It feels like there need to be a shift. I don't know which way it goes on that front, but uh, I think it would be hard to sustain a high-quality uh, competition of the one that he's after, that, um, that uh, Twiggy's after, as well as. The NRC. I, I just, I'm not certain how those two could co-collaborate because there are a number of players who are going around in the NRC who I think are super rugby level and need to be. Um, you know, you know what I'm getting at at that, at yeah. that next level up. So uh, yeah, that would. That, I think they'd have to uh, work, walk away and really sit down and nut that out because I'm not certain how both those would um, would both tick along. Simultaneously. Yeah, I'm sure Andrew Forrest and the ARU are hoping that if this once this tournament does get off the ground, that it, it goes well because with the broadcast rights still coming to the end of 2020, Super Rugby could very much be flipped on its head, um, and, and we could see a, a, a conference system which is much closer to home, um, involving what Australian teams, Indo-Pacific teams, New Zealand teams. So if if it goes well, this. This could be uh, the changing of, of rugby in the Southern Hemisphere, I think. Yeah, and, and I mean, yeah, Twiggy's saying that he can offer the money to compete with Europe and Japan to, to bring guys like Liam Gill back. Um, you know, if he can help pave the way for guys like that to, to be permanently back in Australian rugby, I think there's, you know, at least 80, 100 Aussie players still playing, you know, professionally overseas uh, that, that can obviously only be great for the game, Shawnee. I'd be pretty awesome, I reckon. I mean, if that was part of the way that they structure those contracts where you've got to play a bit of... I haven't read all of his problem from yesterday, but if you want to play a bit of... Uh, if you want to play in the new comp, you've also got to be signed to a super rugby site as well as uh, getting getting Gilly back. You can never have enough lean field, so that would be that'd be superb. I mean, it'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? You know, you play with whoever in super rugby, then you nip up to play with the the Barley Booze Hounds or whoever it is for, for a few months, and then, and then you're ready to go... You know, if you get caught on the wallaby, by the wallaby. Can we get the bush pigs in there? Can the bush pigs get a get a Guernsey in the new comp? Oh, I don't think I think they might struggle. I don't think I don't think they'd have the longevity to go with it. So uh, yeah, no, it's, um, I think it's I think it's a, I just guys, I think it's just a total win win that someone uh, with that mouth and that um, that level of networking and power and and backing can offer his support to Australian rugby. I think it's just a, a super thing that's, uh, that's come as a result of the, the last few weeks of turmoil. 
Yeah, very interesting. Uh, very interesting times in Australian rugby, no doubt about it. So, just uh, any, any other thoughts? We've obviously got the All Blacks box test this weekend in the NRC checking along as well. Have you, you caught much NRC action? How good were the, the Fiji and, and Drua? Yeah, no, the, the action at the end, I, I'll say this, fellas. Uh, the NRC, after the first two weeks, and I hope it continues on this way, have been the two best opening rounds since the inception of the competition. And... Uh, that's in terms of the footy that's been played. Uh, the Fijian side, awesome against the Melbourne Rising on the weekend. Absolutely dealt it to them. They're at home this week against uh, the Country Eagles up in Singatoka, and there is no way in the world I can see um, <laughs> I can see that being anything other than a massive party on the Coral Coast, and the locals will go absolutely berserk, and it's going to take a monumental effort for Darren Coleman's men to get up over the Fijian and Drill because it just... It, it, guys, it is really hard to explain just how passionate, how rugby smart they are, the Fijian, uh, the Fijian rugby-loving public. So they are going to be ripping and tearing for minute one and it's going to be uh, a hell of a game broadcast well on Fox Sports 501 from 1 o'clock on Saturday. Well said, Shawnee. Yeah, sensational. And just on the Andrew, I mean, it, uh, they seem an obvious fit that uh, they could be one of the teams that potentially jump straight across to the Sindo-Pacific uh, comp. That would seem like a, uh, an obvious fit to me. They're already up and running and um, and then just slide on in there. Christy? Hey, guys, there is that, but do yourselves a favour. Um, just have a look at some of the flight times between <laughs> Perth and some of these potential destinations. Perth and Andy, it's nine hours plus. That's, that's a big flight, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the cost associated with that and then working the travel schedule in and around that, it's, that's, uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not certain that it would seem that way, but I'm not sure that um, initially that that will... That's a, that's a long haul, nine hours. Yeah, sure. And then uh, what, do they have a direct flight, Sean? Just uh, a terrific oh. question. I'm going to say no. <laughs> okay. First Sydney, Sydney, Nandy. But, uh, yeah, so that's... Um, I'd love to. I can't get enough of the, uh, the mighty and Drua, and I reckon they're going to go deep in the comp this year in the NRC. I very much enjoyed uh, Andrew Swain doing a terrific job with the Fijian pronunciation. It's not an easy task, as you know, from your, your time on the, the World 7 circuit. How do you reckon, yeah, reckon Swainy went? Yeah, he's calling well, Swain. He's done a good job of... Uh, he's done a great job of calling the Fijian names, uh, although he did manage to pronounce the number 10...
Squires comes back for Fafida. Their only question mark is perhaps at the scrum with a couple of new new boys up front um, with the injuries to, to Joe Moody and Owen Franks. But you've got to think the All Blacks by a couple of tries at least. Shawnee, just looping back to your time with John Schmidt in the um, over in Perth. There, did he did he have any good observations just into the the turnaround in South Africa in, in general? I think it, I think that that lies more with uh, Alistair Cook here, who's taken on that role as coach, and and what Shrek said about his the hand he's had in terms of streamlining them going from Super Rugby into Test Rugby, so he's had more of a say in aligning each of the franchises to playing footy uh, in a way that the Stringboks want to be playing footy, and uh, and that was evident on the weekend. I mean, they've been playing some real fun. Rugby, the uh, uh, the ball is Jimmy talking around. Uh, uh, so uh, I think that was more evident through uh, through the coach. Mate, your uh, reception is starting to get a little bit uh, patchy there, so it might be a good time to wind up as you get into bush pig territory. I I can hear the call of the the pig in the background actually. <laughs> just just getting this something forest just working out uh, <laughs> what I'll compliment my big Mac meal with. Ten nuggets or maybe something else. Yeah, that's a nice little chaser, isn't it? Ten nuggets. I think that's a, a smart play. It'll work well. Okay, boys, we'll see you on the other side. Thank you, Shawnee. <laughs> <laughs> he, he signed off. Uh, any final thoughts there, uh, Chrissy, before we before we wrap up? Uh, as Shawnee was touching upon, just the team culture that the box seemed to have there um, uh, under Alistair Courtsia, they've really turned things around. I think I, I saw Eben Etzebeth, the... Uh, the captain saying when they got into camp at the start of this year, they didn't actually spend a lot of time doing rugby stuff. They just did a whole lot of start from scratch sort of team bonding exercises and 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 just getting close as a team. And you can you can really see that on the pitch now, can't you? Well, yeah, we we see every international team. I think uh, ram home the importance of culture, and you know England's done it with Eddie Jones. Michael Checker continually bangs on a, about the importance of of getting closer and having a real understanding and idea of how how a team wants to how they want to play um, so yeah I, I, undoubtedly the, the spring box in South African rugby has progressed this year after you know what was supposed to be the death of South African rugby only what less than 12 months ago when they suffered their worst year on, on record um, they, they've made massive massive strides but uh, and I think they'll certainly push the All Blacks when they return home to play them in South Africa but I, I can't see them getting too too close here what about yourself though? Uh, yeah I think it'll be a really really good Test match. Uh, the All Blacks, for whatever reason, just can't sort of string together a, a consistent 80 minutes at all. And um, you know, Bowden Barrett, uh, it seems incredible that he's under the pump from the press uh, over there for some of these um, sort of inconsistent performances. They've got some issues up front as well with uh, Kane Hames having to start now um, alongside Laulala as well. So they've lost their two first choice props. Uh, but a big blow for South Africa as well with Yako Creel pulling out and he was just absolutely immense I thought he was the, the best on ground uh, last weekend so yeah I think it'll be a terrific test match but I mean the All Blacks still have I think when they do string together even 10-20 minutes that's enough to score three quick tries as an in and blow teams away so yeah I think they will get the, the job done but uh, yeah I think we can expect a terrific test and sort of 10 point margin or less for this one. Yeah and someone like a Sam Whitelock returns for, for the All Blacks and just so much experience there and um, uh, I think New Zealand have to make a, a bit of a statement soon. Good to see they've finally got a fixture against England 
We're going to have to wait a little while longer, but uh, that's something to, to, to be excited about, that it's it's not too far away on, on the horizon. Yeah, been a long old wait as well. I'm not sure how the, um, the, the, the schedule makers stuffed that up and made us wait for so long, but uh, it's going to be well worth the wait when it comes. All right, well, that probably does us. So uh, thanks very much for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, look, looking forward to the weekend. Obviously, NRC, Saturday and Sunday on Fox Sports, and then the big doubleheader, All Black South Africa and... The Pumas and the Wallabies down in Canberra. So Sam Worthington here, signing off. Christy, back to work.